Hey guys, how you doing? Ron Raymond here from the Ram Report with your CFL report for week number 10. Hope you have yourself a good start to your weekend. As always, don't forget, subscribe to our channel by tapping that notification bell in the top right hand corner or hit the subscribe button below this video if you are using a mobile device. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Ram Report Sports Betting Tip Sheets, which fundamentals are based on value percentage play, performance cycles, player availability, and a disciplined money management system. You can find the Rain Report each and every day right here at ATSStats.com. All right, we're going to take a look at the CFL for week number 10. We've got some great matches this week. In fact, when I look at the uh, matches, you got a lot of back-to-back games. you got Montreal, uh, who played last week against Winnipeg. Winnipeg winning that one. Now they're in Winnipeg for round two, Thursday night game. you got Toronto, who won uh, last week in Toronto against Hamilton. And now the Tire Cats going to host the uh, Argonauts at Tim Hortons Field. Calgary going to host the BC Lions. And you got Saskatchewan. Uh, traveling to Edmonton at Commonwealth, and you got a game between the Elks and the Rough Riders, and we're going to break down those games in just a few minutes. Now, what I like to do here is introduce a uh, my playmaker chart. That's right, in the CFL and in football, I always go back to the Dallas Cowboy days, back when, unfortunately, they beat my Buffalo Bills in 1990. Was it 1991? Um, it was after the wide ride, so it was 91. And I uh, remember the, the triplets, right? We're talking about Aikman, Irving, and Emmett Smith. That's what I call my the triplet factor, right? And what I do is I like to look at who are the triplet factors in the um, in each football team. And what I did, if you go to our website, atsstats.com, go to CFL, you'll see Ron Raymond's CFL Playmaker chart. I do a little bit of a ranking, and I, you know, some things in sometimes in sports handicapping, everything can be analytics, right? You need the, you know, the eye test. You need a scouting report. And being a football coach, I, I know football very well. And uh, I rank the uh, the quarterbacks, running backs, and receivers on according to the best uh, the players uh, the um, on the best teams. And what I do is I do my little triplet chart along with the kicker. And you can see here the number one uh, team that I have here is Winnipeg with uh, Claros, Oliveira, Schoen, and uh, Legio. Those are uh, 33 points. And then coming in second at 31 points is Bolivar Mitchell, Kadeem Carey, Malik, and Perdis here for number two at 31 points. And rounding off the top three, obviously, um, Nathan Rourke, Butler, Rhymes, and Sean White right here for 30 points. So it's very tight. Those are the only three teams that have 30-plus points. And then I got Montreal, Saskatchewan, Toronto, Hamilton, Ottawa, Edmonton coming in last. And uh, what I'd like to do is normally when I'm handicapping the games, I'll go see if any of my triplets from each team is going to be out that week because that, to me, um, will affect my uh, my thought process, my handicapping, and uh, if I'm and you know the the line will always tell you. You don't think if Zach Claros is out of the lineup, the line's going to tell you that he's out. Same thing with uh, Nathan Rourke or Bolivar Mitchell, anything like that, right? So any of these players who come out of the lineup. The line will let you know. Maybe not as much as the uh, the running back because you know the CFL is a passing uh, league. But uh, receivers, uh, actually, it's the, the, yeah the quarterbacks is the number one thing. I would say receivers number two that affects the line. Running backs number three and the kickers number four. Those uh, any of these players are out. It's going to affect the line on that game. So if you want to check this out, check it out at uh, atsstats.com. Again, go to CFL. And once you get there, go to um, just click on CFL. It's going to take you to Ron Raymond's uh, CFL Playmaker chart for week nine. 
and you can see uh, my triplet factors along with the kickers. Hey, put throwing in there for good measures. Hey, kickers win ball games too, right? And uh, <laughs> hey, well, what's the old saying? Kickers are people too. And uh, yeah, so kickers uh, also big big difference when you got um, some of these kickers in the CFL. And uh, especially if you're kicking that Tim Hortons feel with them when they that win, and I think it's when they're kicking into the West End Zone. Man, that win is just howling there at Tim Hortons Field. All right, let's get to the uh, standings after week number nine. And man, um, hey, to be the man, you got to beat the man, as Rick's. Uh, to be the man, you've got to beat the man. Yeah, and the man right now is the team is the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Man, nine and zero on the season. Holy cow. Yeah, holy cow. 9 and 0 straight up, 7 and 2 against the number 4 5 and 0 to the over under pretty balanced right there. You got the BC Lions, hey, Nathan Rourke rookie or second year uh first year rookie starting quarterback if you want to look at it that way. 6 and 1 for the Lions, 5 and 2 against the number. Calgary 5 and 2 in third spot. Big win last week, but you know what? Calgary came to Ottawa. They got the win, but it was an ugly. That was one of the ugliest games I've ever seen live, man. It was uh, like I wrote in my uh, on my Facebook page. That was a hard three hours to sit and watch that game. That was a hard game to watch. Toronto, good game against Hamilton. They are now four and three in the uh, in the standings. In fact, believe it or not, four and three gives you the Eastern Division so far. Saskatchewan, four and four. Montreal, two and six. Hamilton, two and six. Edmonton, two and six. And then you got the Auto Red Blacks at one and seven. Now, which teams are the best against the point spread in the CFL? Well, there's uh, to be the man. You got to beat the man, and that is the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Woo! Yeah, seven and two against the point spread. Five and two for the BC Lions. And you're talking about two A-type teams in the Rain Report. And anytime we talk about the Rain Report, I talk about those A, B, and C-type teams. I'll show you in a nutshell what they are. Now. The way I look at sports betting is the way I look at sports handicapping. And I don't like to use the word betting because betting means luck. You know, gambling means luck. You got to be lucky. I like to use the term investment. Sports investment is uh, what we do here at uh, ATSTats.com because investment means in order to invest, I got to do some research, right? And betting, well, you know, you know, obviously it's a term in the industry, but I prefer the term sports investment because investment means if I'm going to invest my money, I got to do some research. It's like you're not going to buy stocks without doing some, your investment, right? Your, your research. Or you have a good stockbroker who's doing all the legwork for you. But looking at the rain report, I always talk about the A, B, and C type teams. A type teams are teams with a 60 or higher win percentage. B type teams, 50 to 59.9. And then C type teams, 49% or lower. Those are what I call C type teams. Now, in the um, in football, college, NFL, or CFL, if you always see in the uh, rain report, I'm always talking about the teams that are neutral bullish or bearish in order for a team to be bullish in the cfl or the in football with spreads they have to be three and oh or better in neutral teams one and two or two and one and it all affects the mindset going into that week right if a team is four and oh obviously they're gonna be bullish what's your mindset going in right it's you know the, the the bookmakers know the bookmaker knows if a team is hot they got public confidence behind them and now they can make an adjustment to their line and if a team is bearish say for instance like the auto red blacks you know not a very good team right now um, you know, looking at Bears teams, I'd uh, classify as 0-3 in their last three games. Now, I'm not saying Ottawa's 0-3, but any team that's 0-3 is what I call bearish teams. And I don't know if I got any uh, bearish teams right now. Let me go to my CFL, and I'll show you right now. If you go to Daily VPP, and you go to CFL, and I color code everything. Everything, so Montreal is uh, bearish. So, yeah, so Montreal is a bearish team right now. So is Hamilton. 
Hamilton is bearish. Calgary is a bearish team. And uh, let me see. No, Calgary won last week, so they should be a neutral team. In fact, let me go to my rain report. It should be listed right here. Uh, there you go. Bullish and bearish. Yeah, so Montreal, if you look at their last three games, you can see right now they're one and two. So, yeah, they should be neutral. I don't know why it says the bearish, but it, they should be a neutral team right now. And if you look at uh, Winnipeg, well, Winnipeg 9-0, and they are going to be bullish. But that's what I classify as um, bullish, neutral, and bearish type teams. And uh, back to the standings. So that's, in a nutshell, that's how I look at sports betting. But uh, let me see, 5-2, and 4-4, four and four, Montreal against the number. Toronto, 4-3, and three. Saskatchewan, 4-4. Four and four. You got the Ottawa Red Blacks, 3-5, but 1-7 and seven straight up. Edmonton, 3-5 and five against the number. Calgary, 3-4, and four, and there's Hamilton at 2-6. and six. So Hamilton is the uh, the worst team in the CFL against the point spread. So obviously they're not making any friends with the uh, point spread right now. And uh, as Joe Namath would say, struggling. Yeah, they're struggling to cover the point spread. Let's take a look at the CFL, the best team to the over. And that is Montreal at 6-2 and two, and Edmonton at 6-2. and C-type teams in the rain report. But uh, one reason why they're probably... Um, Six and two is because neither team plays really good defense, right? And if you look at some of the best teams, uh, you can see Hamilton, that defense, uh, sorry, Winnipeg, four and five to the under. And uh, everybody's pretty much balanced out here. Calgary, five and two. Ca uh, Hamilton, four and four. Toronto, four and three. Saskatchewan, four, three and one. BC, four, two and one. Uh, four and five for uh, Winnipeg, uh, over, under, and the uh, push. And then Ottawa in the last place to the under, probably with the best team to the under, though. Uh, if you just click on this one here, you can see Ottawa 5-3 and three to the under. Now, which team is the best team against the point spread at home this season? That would be Toronto at 3-2, and two, along with Saskatchewan and BC. And the best teams on the road covering the point spread? Well, your Winnipeg Blue Bombers 6-5-1 and uh, and one straight uh, against the point spread. 3-2 and two for Montreal. And Ottawa, believe it or not, Ottawa 3-1 and one against the number on the road this season. And those are your best um, teams against the uh, point spread on the road. All right. In this segment here, I take a look at the uh, Canadian Football League standings uh, for point spread, right? So um, what I do here in this segment is I take a look at uh, a role situation, right? So you got four, the four ones that I track are home underdogs, home favorites, road favorites, road underdogs, right? And you can see right now the favorites in the CFL are hitting at 74.2%, and 26-9, where the underdogs are 9-26, and 26, but against the point spread, Favorites only covering 54% of the games and 45.7 for the underdogs. And uh, if I'm looking for green, right? So when I'm doing this uh, this chart here, I'm looking at this chart, I'm seeing, okay, where's all the best? Um, greens mean they're bullish, right? So obviously we talked about that. So you see home favorites right now uh, winning 69.5% of their games, 16 and 7. But look at that. They're only covering 43% of their games and it's 13 10 and 0 to the over and for the uh, home underdogs believe home underdogs only 2 and 10 straight up 3 and 9 against the number so normally like, like i always say during uh, uh either basketball season or college football normally when i look at teams teams that normally win straight up normally cover the spread and the same goes the other way around right teams that don't win straight up fairly rarely do they depending on the, the situation do they cover the spread and the proofs in the pudding right here 2 and 10 straight up and three and nine against the number. So where exactly can we find value in the CFL this year? And right now it uh, looks like road favorites. Road favorites are 10 and two straight up, nine and three against the point spread. And if you scroll down right here, I'm gonna take a look at some of the totals 
and I'm looking for more green. And you can see right here, home teams that have a total of 44.5 to 47 are 10 and 3 to the over, and that's uh, pretty good right there if you are betting the um, if you are betting uh, totals. In fact, point spread the teams that have uh, let me see against the spread. So any teams that has a 47.5 to 51 uh, total. 13 and 3 against the number. So, not looking at the homes or road, but total of 47 half to 51, 13 and 3 against the number. So, inside the numbers here for the CFL week number 10. All right, let's take a look at the scoring report. And you can see right now the BC Lions, your number one offense in the CFL this year, averaging 36.2 points per game. And that could include the special teams as well. Calgary at number two at 29.4. Winnipeg, 27.7 points per game. Montreal, 26 in fourth spot. You got the Rough Riders at uh, fifth spot, averaging 25 points a game. And then you got Toronto at 21.8. Hamilton, 20.1. Ottawa, 19.3. And Edmonton, the uh, the worst uh, team on offense scoring points in the cfl after week nine 18.1 points per game and then you got the winnipeg the number one defense only allowing a stingy 18 percent uh 18 points per game that is uh, pretty phenomenal bc lions 19.2 points against really you know what we always talk about the bc lions offense not a lot of credit goes to that defense but the defense gets the job done 19.2 points against uh, per game is very good and look at calgary look at the top four teams the top four defense in the cfl all western teams it's all western team except for the uh edmonton elks down here in last spot so yeah if you play western teams just know that they, the the defense is going to show up because they don't allow much many points against and if you click on this button right here it gives you the matchup like number four against the number three offense this thursday night in winnipeg the uh, fourth ranked offense in montreal against the number one defense in winnipeg and if you want to do the matchups you can see them right here all right let's uh, get to the games for this week and uh, we'll kick it off in winnipeg with the blue bombers taking on the montreal Alouettes. now looking at the uh, injury report and uh, again i always look at my uh, playmaker chart so i'll go to my playmaker chart click on cfl and then from here i'll click on this link right there and i'll take a look at my chart and the triplet factor, you got uh, Zach Laris, Oliveira, Schoen, and Legio. I think they're all good. I checked the uh, the injury report. Trevor Harris didn't practice, I believe. I think he was held out if I'm looking here. I know he practiced on uh, two days ago, but I think he was limited. I think it said he was limited yesterday. There it is. Yeah, limited um, Tuesday. So he was limited Tuesday. Today's a travel day. So, uh, But he, he's going to play. You know he's going to play. Um, Antwi. And you got uh, probably the best receiver in the league in uh, Lewis right there, Eugene Lewis. And then there's David Cote, 27 points. But keep in mind, these two teams played last week. It was 14-14, I believe, after um, three quarters. If you look at last week's box score, and I'll go to the uh, the website here, and I'll just take a, this uh, verify. Yeah, so 14-14 oh, uh, yeah, after three quarters. So Montreal was in that game. But in the fourth quarter, uh, Winnipeg flexed their muscle and they came out on top. 35-20 to 20 was the final. But uh, keep in mind, that, that score was close. But the only thing is, going into this week, the, um, the, the punt returner worthy for uh, the Montreal Wets is injured. So he'll be out. So you'll have a new punt returner for Montreal. And that's a big factor on a Canadian Football League, 55 yards wide. That does play a big role uh, going into special teams, right? But the good news is they have Cote. But the bad news is they got Legio, so I don't know if there's a trade-off there. All right, going into this game, Winnipeg, a 12-point favorite. 48.5 is the total. Now, the way I look at, uh, you know, people are asking me, okay, 
I look at your rain report. I see the uh, predicted score, but sometimes I see the uh, the percentage play. Which one do you take more into consideration? To be honest with you, I, I've started to really not even look at the the uh, the forecast score, which I call indicators. But this one does have some meaning to it, the the, the total, because I take the two top. The, the score here, 30.5 and 18.9, gives me 49.7. That's good for me when I'm looking handicapping the total, but I won't take this in the factor uh, when I'm looking at the, um, uh, the, the, the the point spread because what I like to do, and let me go to my, um, I'll show you something right here. Let me go to my tools, ATS tutorials, and this to me is my golden rules. These these are my fundamentals. I the, These are non-negotiables. These are non-negotiables, and the thing is when you're handicapping games, you know, you got to figure out the, you know, have you have yourself a, a print sheet, which I do is a, a little cheat sheet and I get all the information, which I, you know, which uh, gives me the value percentage play performance cycles, player availability and money management. And uh, I think I showed you guys that sheet here and just let me uh, pull it back up. So that's my, um, so these are my fundamentals. Okay. Let me get out of this and let me go to CFL and I'll go to my daily VPP. I'll go to CFL right here. And then I go to my game matchup. So I print this sheet out, and it gives me the um, the teams, the line. It gives me the chance to win. This is my percentage play right here. So when I talk about the, uh, the you know the percentage play number two, that's what this uh, sheet does for me right here. It gives me the percentage play. It gives me the forecast, which only I, I really read for the total home and away records, A, B, and C type teams, which I talked about earlier. How those teams do against A, B, and C type teams. The value. Right, the value of those teams, and then the uh, the cycle. I mean, the cycle, and there's the value, right? So when Winnipeg's at home, and let me get back to the uh, the game right here. So rule number one in the rain report, I talk about value, right? So I look at value. So when I take a look at here, the VI, the value index, whenever Winnipeg's at home against those um, C type teams, the average line is uh, minus 9.25. So when I'm looking at this and I'm looking at the line, I'm saying, okay, minus 9.25 and the line is minus 12 here. So overvalued and there's no way, I don't lay points in football. I'll play money line or I'll take the underdogs, but I will not lay points in football. It's about investment, right? It's not betting. I'm not, I'm not uh, depending on luck to win a game. Uh, you know, it is nice when you get lucky sometimes. Hey, you, you need to be lucky to, to be good sometimes. But uh, I, I prefer to play the percentage plays. And look at that. Winnipeg has a 75.5% chance of winning compared to 22.4 for the Montreal Alouettes. The chance of covering 58% for Montreal. That's because Winnipeg's been uh, the, the best team in the CFL covering the spread. So from a percentage play, just knowing that Winnipeg has won and covered a lot of spreads this year, the percentage play will not be in your favor. The chance of this one going over the total is at 37%. So I got 49.4. The total is at 48. So 37% means uh, a 63% chance of going under. So that's an indicator. Maybe you want to lean towards the under in this game. And when you look at the history of these two teams, uh, not too good to the under because uh, Winnipeg in the last 10 head-to-head -head meeting against the Alouettes, they are 8-2 straight up, 6-4 and four against the number. And 80% of those games have gone over the total. And let me scroll right down here and let me look at some of the uh, the performance cycles, right? So when I look at rule number three in the RAM report, the performance cycles, you can see I see a lot of uh, overs here for Montreal. And uh, let me see if there's any road underdog last three years, 10 and six against the number. I don't, you know, even though Montreal kept it close last week, this, this Winnipeg team is special. This is a special team and there's no way I'm going against uh, Winnipeg this weekend. If I were to play this one, Montreal, uh, Winnipeg at home coming off a win, 
nine and three to the under. If you were to play this game, I would lean towards the under in the uh, Montreal Winnipeg game. Let's go to your Friday night football game between Toronto and Hamilton. Now these two teams played last Sunday. I think it was Sunday um, in Toronto, or actually it was Saturday. It was a doubleheader. That's right. It was a Saturday game. And uh, Toronto won that game 34-20. to I thought it would have been a really low-scoring game, but uh, hey, it went to, uh, went to the game, and the, uh, it was a shootout. It was like a basketball score. Um, Toronto, a two-point road underdog against Hamilton this week. And normally, Hamilton, I had him at plus 6, and I had Toronto at plus 6.7. So if you no value here on either team this weekend, the chance of winning this game straight up does favor Hamilton at 55%. And when I look at the triplet factor here, going like, yeah, the, the problem with Hamilton, they got no running back. You know, Jackson's there, but I think he got a little bit banged up last week. Dane Evans led the uh, the Tiger Cats in rushing for like the first eight uh, weeks of the uh, season, even though they, they played, what, six games. And I think Jack um, Evans led the, uh, the team in five of those games. But uh, in order for Hamilton to really uh, get back to where they were last year, they have to establish the run, find a running game to take some pressure off Dane Evans and that passing game. Dunbar, your top receiver. And you look at Toronto, you got um, Bethel Thompson, and then you got uh, Harris, uh, um, yeah, Harris, the, the running back. And then you got Curly Gittins right here uh, as the uh, part of the triplet factor. And then you got BD. So I got 22 points here in my uh, playmaker factor compared to Hamilton at 18. And when you look at this game, yeah, this is a, this is a good rivalry. Normally it's a Labor Day classic, but uh, Labor Day's coming a little bit early. And uh, yeah, back to back uh, games. And normally these games, if you got a heated game one, you know you, you tend to get a good game in game number two. As much as the the media reports will say, oh, you know, like it was so uh, a lot of penalties last game. Players, you know, the, the calmer heads prevail. Coaches will you know, get these guys ready and let them know not to do the same things in the following game. Play football because at the end of the day, you're there to win a football game and not to uh, get payback, right? But you get payback on the score sheet and look at Toronto. Toronto in their last 10 trips to uh, Tim Hortons Field, 2-8 and eight straight up, 3-7 and seven against the numbers, 6-3-1 and one to the over. And when I look at Hamilton's record this year, 2-6, and six, not a really good record. We already talked about they're the best, the worst team against the point spread, and they are two and two this year at Tim Hortons Field. And uh, man, this was a tough, tough game to handicap. It's it's uh, it's a really tough game. Both teams are coming in on five days rest, and when Hamilton is at home on five days rest, uh, normally they're three and zero straight up and against the number. And uh, I do like the law of average here. I think Hamilton uh, should be the play here. I think uh, defensively, if they can just um, you know, tighten it up on defense, and uh, I, I, I just think that they're better defensively. Offensively, um, they, they got to find a running game. They got to find a running game. And defensively, I know they can shut down the uh, Toronto's uh, passing game, but Toronto does have Harris as the running back, the uh, the best one of the best running backs in the league. So I think uh, if they can just shut the run, I would lean towards Hamilton here. I'm a law of average type guy, and you can see right here, Hamilton. Toronto doesn't do well in Tim Hortons Field. And two and eight straight up. I would go uh, Hamilton uh, money line. I wouldn't lay points. Take the money line. It'll be like minus one thirty or something. But if you're to play this one, I would play Hamilton on the money line. BC taking on the Calgary Stampeders. Now Calgary winning last week in Ottawa, and that was a snore fest. I was at that game. Seventeen to three was the final. BC though, just like um, just like Toronto doesn't do well in Hamilton. BC two and eight in their last ten trips to. 
uh, Calgary at McMahon Stadium, 5-5 five and five against the number. And uh, 70% of the last 10 head-to-head meetings between these two teams have gone under the total. Calgary, 8-2 in their last 10 uh, head-to-head meetings against the uh, BC Lions, 5-5 five and five against the number. And when you look at Calgary this year, 2-1 and one at McMahon, 0-3, however, against the number. And uh, some of those games... Um, just had to play catch-up, right? Remember that game in Hamilton? They got lucky with a a Dane Evans fumble, and it was a scoop and score. Then Montreal couldn't hang on to, I think it was week one, when they played the Alouettes, 30-27. to There's that scoop and score. And then Edmonton, there's a couple of cupcake games right there. Then they go back-to-back against the uh, two-time Grey Cup champions. And then you got a breather here in Ottawa. So Calgary, a favorable schedule. Now, remember last week, Dave Dickinson, um, COVID protocols, he had to stay at home. So now I'm expecting him back this week. And when you look at the triplet factors, yeah, Bully by Mitchell, Kadeem Carey didn't practice yesterday, so probably resting him. And the thing with running backs, you got to give them time to heal, right? It, when when you know, I always say when you, if you ever coach running backs, these guys get banged up, and it's time to heal during the week. You got to let them, uh, you know, practice at their own pace, especially when the season prolongs. And for the um, the BC Lions, well, same thing for Butler. He's banged up too. So just you know, you know what I'm talking about is that two of the running backs are coming in a little bit banged up. Uh, Dominic Rhymes right here, the top receiver. So 30 and 31 when it comes to the playmaker chart. You got a great, this is the game of the week. This will be the game of the week. And I do, you know what? Anytime I get a game like this at home, I tend to lean with the most experienced quarterback. I'm going to go with B, uh, Calgary. I'm going to go with Calgary here, plus uh, one and a half. And uh, even though the BC's coming in on a three-game win streak, um, have these two teams played yet? I don't think so. I don't think they've played yet. But uh, last time they did uh, face, Stampeders won 33-23. And when you look at Calgary, um, let me see, nothing really to write home about here. Coming off a win. Since 1996 at home, 65, 62, and 2 against the number. Nothing, you know, nothing to sneeze at right there. Just 50 50. Don't like playing on Saturdays. They're only 3 9 against uh, on a Saturday. And uh, 25 and 17 as a home underdog since 1996. Wow, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty good. When you think of it in a home underdog, 25 and 17 as a dog. But BC, the one thing with BC is you got to shut down that passing game. And we talked about at the top of the show, the BC Lions defense, underrated. They don't get enough credit. I think it's a really good defense. But uh, give me Calgary money line this week against the BC Lions. And your final game of the week, you got uh, Saskatchewan against Edmonton. And uh, you got the Elks coming off a... uh, uh, lost last week to the, uh, the uh, let me see, Edmonton, Edmonton last week. Just uh, one sec here. Uh, yeah, 46 to 14 against the um, BC Lions. That was a uh, that was a bad 46 uh, 14. Yeah, they got thumped right there. And looking at Edmonton on the season, they are two and six. I can't believe they have more wins than Ottawa. But yeah, they're two and six and three and five against the numbers. Saskatchewan, four and four. And when you look at the playmaker chart right there, Edmonton last, Cornelius. Now, the running back situation is, um, you know, it's a little bit banged up right now. And if you look at the uh, the uh, receiver, Lawler, and then we look at, um, uh, let me see here, where's Saskatchewan, uh, Cody Fajardo, uh, Morrow. Morrow, the best running back in the league. And then you got uh, Keen Schaefer, Baker, and Lawler. Lawler's a good kicker, 26 points on the playmaker chart compared to 14 for Edmonton. But Edmonton, if you look at the last couple of games, except for that BC game, um, you know, they, they had a respectable score against the the, uh, the best team in the league, 24 to 10. 
32-31 against Montreal, but they're very inconsistent. That's because each lineup, each week, you don't know who's in the lineup. So it's like handicapping the preseason game every time you do the Edmonton Elks. And for Saskatchewan, they had a bye week last week. Their last game was a 32-17 loss uh, at home to the BC Lions. Yeah, they were never in that game. They are 4-6 and six at Commonwealth, 5-4-1 and one against the point spread. This is uh, this not a good game to handicap. This is really, uh, if I look at Saskatchewan against C-type teams on the road, and we'll go back here, uh, C-type teams, and let's go back to 2019. 6-4 straight up against the number. The average score is 27-23, to 23. and what's the total in this game? Total is at 48.5. Maybe the, maybe the over is where you want to go here this weekend between Saskatchewan and Edmonton. Uh, you can see here the last three years, road teams coming off a home loss as an underdog, 18-8 and eight to the over. So maybe the over is where you want to go this weekend. And look at this, home teams coming off two ATS losses last three years, 13-4-1 against the numbers. So that's every CFL team the last three years when they're coming off two ATS losses, 13-4-1 against the numbers. So something to consider. So I think the over is where you want to lean this weekend. So I do like uh, the under in the Montreal-Winnipeg game. I like Hamilton on the money line. I like Calgary money line or plus the points. You get what, plus one and a half. And then Saskatchewan-Edmonton over the total. All right, there you have it. Wow, I was only going to do a 12-minute show, but it ended up doing like a half hour. But again, hey. Straight cash, homie. Yeah, let's get that straight cash only this weekend. And hopefully, uh, hopefully we can... Uh, sh- oh. Not this one. Show me the money! Hopefully we can show you the money this weekend. There you have it. That is my Week 10 CFL report. Again, if you want to get my top plays, my best bets, you can get them each and every day right here at ATSStats.com. Now, for the CFL, I very, depending on the uh, on the week, um, because there's only four games going, I'm very selective. And sometimes I'll have no picks. Sometimes I'll have one pick, maybe two. But uh, if you want to get my picks for Week number 10, all you got to do is go to ATSStats.com, go to CFL, go to CFL Picks, and once you get there, you will see my selections will be listed right here. Or if I have a premium pick, you can get my premium, my top plays each and every day right here under Picks, Premium Picks, and you can see my best bets are right here uh, at the Rain Report. All right, have yourself a great CFL week number 10. We'll see you back next week with another Rain Report. Cheers.